through year one and year two, I was in a private school, right? Check you out, bloody hell. Yeah, I know, mate. I was, Posh boy, I was, God. I was just being a boss. And, um, <laughs> People would just call me gummy, which I thought was a bit weird. But then when my teeth grew, obviously, you were trying to laugh. There was this one particular time that stands out, and he said, it was like, it was like one random day at lunchtime, he came up to me and said, next Friday, you're dead. And I'm thinking, how old are you? Year seven. Year seven. Year seven. He said, you said what? And I said, you owed. I said, you're shit and you cheat. Right? And, Mate. and the second right. I said cheat, he threw a punch. And um, before you know it, I've got three people on top of me. It was sort of the first time I told my mum that someone had physically bullied me. Because for like that whole time she yeah, Because I feel like as a child, you know, you know it would kill your parents. It would, it would make them feel so guilty. Which if you would have told me two months ago, Sam, you're gonna walk 14 miles, I'd have told you to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and welcome to episode three. Number three, we're getting from quickly, mate. Yeah, mate, we're uh, we're smashing them out. We're doing well. Dedicated, dedicated to the cult. Dedication the to the nation. Podcast. Yes, exactly, Sam. That's that is us, mate. That is the name for those who didn't who didn't know. Uh, the chat was about a podcast with me, Sam, and uh, and Jack. Do you work on a radio station? Uh, well, potentially. No, I don't. I don't. But you know, just you know, just letting people know, just in case they don't know who we are, mate. Um, which by now I don't know how you don't, but uh, but no, I'm joking. They don't know who we are. I'm Jack. And I'm Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and now they do. But now um, they do. I'm Sam. Yeah. Right. Okay. So this episode is going to be, unfortunately, it's going to be a bit more serious in it. But 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 I will promise you there'll be some laughs. Um, I'm sure there will. But yeah. I mean, <clears throat> let me kick it off. Right. So essentially, what we'd like to talk about is our school life because. Me and Sam share uh, in certain ways. I mean, I would say we share a, a school life, that, a school experience. I mean, I let me just start the story quickly. Go on. I, I, I think mine, I'm not trying to make this competition. I think yeah, mine is a bit Mate, it's not a competition. Different. So through year, through year one and year two, I was in a private school, right? Check you out. Bloody hell. Yeah, I know, mate. Posh boy, I was, God. I was just being the boss and um, <laughs> and uh, basically I would come home nearly every other day with like a new mark on my body like a scrape on my knee or oh, a scrape on my elbow and that was from getting like pushed on the floor or kicked or punched and anyway essentially my parents realised that my lie every day it was like oh I fell over mm. they realised that that wasn't the case so I moved to a different primary and that primary, there was only like 15 people in my year. So, yeah. 15 in the year? Yeah, in the year. How so, many classes did you have in that year? Well, there's like year one to year six. Yeah, but you've got like different classes within a year. So, they can't have been like... No, like, it's just one class, isn't it? Oh, it's so just like, one whole... Yeah. Was so, that just, was that just mate, because... Mate, honestly, I swear small. there was like maybe 100 or 120 pupils mate, in the whole school. That's so, mental. It's a very small school. That's so, being in that situation again of being bullied because I mean oh yeah to make it a bit that was a that sound that was, that was quite anyway. satisfying um, so I've lost my train of thought but so basically being in that school of uh, 120 people 15 people in your actual year 
and being in that same situation from being bullied for having orange hair, ginger hair, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, at the time I, I took it so sensitively. When someone would turn around and call me a carrot head or call me ginger, you hear the sound laugh. It's funny, I can laugh that in now, but, yeah. I, but I get what you mean. I should be saying that, but yeah, but no, no I, I can laugh that. No, but it, but it is such a pathetic thing to yes, say. Yes, I know, I, but I guess when you just start at school, it's the last no, thing course. you want to hear. It's the last sort of, because it's, yeah. it's a complete sort of way of saying you are not welcome, sort of thing. Mm. Um, and then uh, secondary school was a big jump because then I had 140 people in my year, mm. right? So, so that the size of your whole previous I'm school. I'm thinking, wow. And I'm thinking as well, the same thing's going to happen because essentially uh, I did have bullies in primary and I did have bullies in secondary. But tell me what your situation was. Was your primary hard as well? So my, my primary was hard and is more, it's similar in the sense of like, appearance but mine was like so when I was really young I think I was, I was seven or eight um I was riding on my bike and went over the handlebars and knocked my two front teeth out um so when I went to school my nickname was gummy people would just call me gummy which I thought was it's a bit weird but then when my teeth grew obviously you're trying to laugh <laughs> uh, but when my teeth grew obviously at the age of like eight I had adult front teeth and then baby teeth all around me and like a child's face so then my nickname from what must have been like year three or four up until secondary school was rabbit face that was genuinely my nickname and then i developed this issue um as it was actually quite serious like i i couldn't breathe properly like through my nose um and that was mainly because like my sinuses and you know things in my nose were like constantly blocked and had to be tweaked and I told my teacher um, that I'm getting an operation <clears throat> on my nose and obviously someone in the class heard that and then all of a sudden my nickname became Michael Jackson because they thought I was getting a nose job and obviously that was a time where very similar like very similar time as to when Michael Jackson put his baby over uh, uh, the yeah, balcony yeah, yeah. so it wasn't really something I wanted to be associated with um, and what I found as well, I don't know if obviously I, I mean I went from from primary straight to secondary. I didn't have like didn't go from two primaries or three primaries. What I found is people that I was friends with in primary school, like really good friends with people who would come around to my house every day after school, or people who I was in a football team with for five or six years. When I went to secondary, they became my bullies, mm. um, just because other people had potentially heard this or you know someone would have said oh this person's nickname is rabbit face or whatever like it sounds so pathetic um like even when like we're playing football in pe people would shout rabbit possible like it's not my name um and i think it's more the sense of like i, I i'd go home like distraught every day because especially like with, with my teeth it was a sort of thing i can't change that hmm. that's something like similar to you like i doubt you i think you Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you have tried to dye your hair before, but it's the sort of thing where you know I'm not gonna keep my mouth closed all the time so people can't see. Uh, the thing is, it's, it's quite an interesting dynamic when you actually look at a bully. When I look back at the bullies I had, you can now see they had a very troubled sort of family home, yeah. Um, and you know, they were probably struggling with attention and they didn't have a lot of that attention, and essentially. 
I would, I, I mean, my first bully I remember, which is quite hilarious looking back, he was smaller than me, and he would physically threaten me. And there was this one particular time that stands out, and he said, it was like, it was like one random day at lunchtime, and he would come up to me, he said, next Friday, you're dead. And I'm thinking... How old are you? Year seven. Year seven. Year seven, so oh about God. 11 or 12, something like that. Um, so I'm thinking, um, wow, like that is scary. Like, so yeah. essentially every day coming up to that, I'm thinking about Friday. I'm being, I'm, I'm even being reminded by other people who aren't even the bully. Oh, oh are you, uh, you know, you're dead on Friday. Did you know that? And I'm like, right. Friday comes, I pretend I'm ill. Mum goes mad. Sends me into oh, school. Mate. I can't tell her what's going to happen yeah, because I don't want to get people involved. So this kid walks up to me, and I am kind of long story short. This kid walks up to me and bangs me in the lip, and he's got this ring on, and it busted oh, my mate. lip open. And I just had no idea how to react. There were loads of kids round, mm. and um, I I just kept walking away and walking away, and everyone just laughed. And looking back, it's so messed up, but. I guess that's that is how kids that's kids culture in in a, in a school. And then I had another situation where do you remember where Pixo was a thing where you made your own yeah. website. I had a website about me. It was called the Anti Jack Darby Club, right? Well, someone made that about yeah. It. Someone made that about me, and people would from school be invited to come to this website and post pictures of me just standing about the, the yeah. That's a bit weird. That's a bit weird. And then captions with like all sorts of weird stuff like threatening me and talking about like how they thought I looked and everything anyway to cut all this long so this ha- this did happen for quite a few years like similar sort of things the last year maybe it was the end of year 10 uh, I was playing rugby really enjoyed rugby at that age mm. got signed to fit I, I felt so rejected playing football I wasn't in that sort of league of popularity to be allowed to play football okay. I felt so uh, I enjoyed rugby a lot and then when it came to um, playing I was competitive I wanted to win I didn't care who was playing it could be the most popular boy in school I want to win I'm not going to pass him the ball I'm not going to be like I'm not going to treat him any differently and that's why I loved it because I could get away with that mm. um, and I felt like football was, football was a different dynamic but with rugby anyway this particular game, we lost. And uh, the reason we lost is because this basically bully, he kept kicking all of these, including me, in the balls, right? Kicking me. What, during the game? Yeah, during the game, the ref wouldn't be looking, he just plopped on his like own that. team. No, no, not his own team. Like, against. Oh, okay, the, I was going to say, on his own team. So, I mean, this guy was quite high in the popular leaderboard. Okay. And he was also quite a big bully. So looking back, I'm thinking, well, he's, he's an arsehole. Like, I, I don't know. Anyway, at the end of the game, he, uh, well, he was an arsehole. I don't know what he's like now. But anyway, he, he uh, at the end of the game, he's coming up to my face and he went, yeah, we won, we won. And they won by literally like a point or something. Okay. It was pathetic. And obviously, I'm very passionate at the time. And you wouldn't dare ever, even me at this age, dare talk back to this guy. Mm. And I said, you know what, you're just, sh- you're just shit. And he turned around to me and he said, what did you say? 
right? Oh, and, 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 at that point, but, but you're thinking, not, what have I done? But when I said shit, it like almost echoed because everyone's next turn. Just <laughs> was like a like, slow motion thing. They're like, like, what was that? They're like, right, he's just asked him, he's just literally asked himself to be killed, like essentially. So he said, you said what? And I said, you owed. I said, you're shit and you cheat, right? And, Mate. and the second play. I said cheat, he threw a punch and um, before you know it, I've got three people on top of me beating me up, right? The Mate. teacher eventually comes, right? This how is after like was that? maybe 30 seconds of just being still battered, a lot, though. Three battered. And... Um, you know, I'm getting kneed in the head, I'm getting punched in the face constantly, like, this is, like, constant. Anyway, as the teacher's come up, he's, he's uh, got me to, um, like, basically the first aid room, whatever, mm. and uh, my eyebrow was all... This is, like, the worst thing that ever happened to me in school. My eyebrow was ripped all open, so I actually Lovely. had to have stitches in my in my eyebrow. Um, and uh, it was sort of the first time I told my mum that someone had physically bullied me because for like that whole time she yeah, because I feel like as a child you know you know it would kill your parents it would it would make them feel so guilty um, so the reason why I'm bringing up this story is that I eventually thought you know what like I should be able to know how to throw a punch back or, or at least to defend myself so this is when I started getting into kickboxing mm. and um I started to learn it. So I just learned the basics. Just the basics really helped me. And it was really good fitness. Did it with friends. So it was a really social thing. It was fun. Um, and then eventually, without even knowing it, psychologically, it became such a fix. It was like I was fighting my demons. Like by punching the bag or punching the pads and getting better and better, I there and then thought, I've got nothing to worry about. Was well, it not the sort of thing where if you're punching a bag, you you could be thinking, this is that bully and this is that bully, like in your head, like to try and get over it? Yeah, because there's still, there's still some very, like, the, don't get me wrong, I know this sounds really messed up, but I'm so happy I was bullied. I know this sounds, that sounds so messed up, but I'm so, because it's, it's actually moulded me. I think you've come up the other side better. Yeah, I know some people don't. I know some people don't, but I know personally that, I've had traumatic moments, but I, I've actually benefited it from it so much because I can observe the whole situation when I look back and I yeah. go, this is the reason why you did that. And I don't wish them any any harm now. You know, if anything, I'm sort of thanking them that they did that because it really helped me gain a lot of confidence in life. Mm. By doing this kickboxing, I gained a lot of confidence and I felt secure with myself. And um, yeah, uh, I did one kickboxing fight so you, you actually yeah. trained for a fight did train for a fight because I, I, I just wanted to experience that you know it's sort of like um, practicing for a football game but never playing for foot never playing football yeah so um, yeah that went that went well I, I, I enjoyed that you won didn't you yeah exactly well just bigging you up there mate well I'm not gonna not gonna not gonna say oh you're bad <laughs> but, um, no but it, it's it's interesting because I I wanted to do it, did it. Uh, I then got an eardrum injury, uh, and that basically stopped me from ever wanting to fight again. Um, and I felt like, you know, actually, I do enjoy listening to well, I think, certain things. I think, you know, the fighting was, I think, 
for you, perhaps, like, correct me if I'm wrong, after, like, the training and the fighting, it was ultimately, like, I'm doing this because I've moulded myself into this sort of person from where I've come from. And I think regardless, because you're, you're quite a strong character... I think regardless, if you would have lost that fight, which you didn't, by the way, you did win. <laughs> just to get there in there in the again, undefeated. Um, yeah, I, like even if you even if you didn't win, um, I still think you'd be like, do you know what, I'm alright because I've worked this hard, and the reason I've been able to do this is because I've grown as a person. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a positive story, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so. Would you would you say you got to that level of physical bullying in school? Um, it wasn't because because I'm not taking anything away from verbal bullying because it's almost like um, bullying 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 with people's mental health and at that age going through puberty and everything else. Yeah. it's it can be so sort of daunting because essentially it absorbs you. You're you're worried about the next time someone's going to call you something or treat you any differently because mm-hmm. of because of your social status in school like I mean I the physical aspect of it wasn't as much as yours like I never had three guys like effectively beating shit out of me yeah for 30 seconds or however long it was like probably felt like longer um but my like mine would be again like I said I had a lot of friends or previous friends friends wow um who weren't my friends and we went to school and I feel like because we had previously had that relationship, it gave they felt they had the right to just hit me. So we walk in the corridor, and you know naively they'll be like, "Oh, what's that?" And then the punch me in the balls, like, and it's and it's sort the capital of capital silent. Well, I'm not going to say that because <laughs> uh, you know I, I know that. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm not going to do it. But but that's that's sort sort of thing it would be, and it would be like. Again, it's not as as bad as yours, but I would if I saw someone in the corridor and say I'm I'm in the corridor, my classroom is at the end. If I saw one of these people who would, you know, say something to me which was horrible or or hit me, you know, in any particular way, I'd go out my way to walk around the school to get yeah. around the other side. Yeah. Um. Just because you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying you are, but I'm not like violent. I've you know, I've never had a fight in my life. That's not really something that. I've ever done. I probably can't see myself doing that. Uh, I'm more. I'm more of a verbal. It's uh, the best way to be. I mean, even even now, like if I ever go on a night out and I see that there's a some sort of fight going on, you just observe it. I mean, if if anyone ever tried to start a fight with me, I'd never ever try to light the fire as such. Yeah. I would back off. If 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 you have no choice but to defend yourself, then that's what you should do. But in most cases, I would run. I would run, I'd get the hell out of there and not, the, not get involved. I mean, it sounds like... They're not worth it, mate. Well, it sounds like a, wimp, a wimp's way out. But at the end of the day, if you like, if you go for a fight, like, I don't know how to fight. You know, you, you, you've done training and you know, I'm not saying you're the best fighter in the world. No, neither am I. No, but, neither am I at but you, all. But you would know what, what to do. You know, yeah, vaguely, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Whereas for me, you know, I'm, I'm a bit more of a talker. I can talk my way out of situations. Yeah. But... If someone wants to go for you, they're just going to go for you. So I'd, I'd quite honestly just rather get out of that situation because I I don't want the hassle. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, following on from the bullying thing um, and you coming over in a, a positive way from your fight, um, something we've had positive news, both of us recently, um, obviously with the whole virus situation that's going on right now, um, 
it was a lockdown. Could be going back into lockdown, we don't know. Um, and we've both had said... Ring, 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 and it's lockdown, sorry. What, what was it? Do you want people to turn off? Because I mean, that was mental. So. <laughs> um, I don't know where I came from. I, yeah. Just don't do it again. That's sketcher, isn't it? Uh, I don't know, but let's yeah. just let's just yeah, let's pass that. Um, yeah, I think we've both had um, positive um, weight loss stories, um, which I think is um, something that probably a lot of people are going through right now. Um, and I'm not saying this that you know I was massive. But I was the biggest I had personally ever been and just wasn't happy in myself. Um, and that was more of like, because I was stuck inside, I thought, well, I'll stay inside. I didn't want to risk like going out. Yeah, um, I was exactly the same. I, was the, I wasn't big, but I was the biggest I had ever been. And I did feel uncomfortable. So this is even before lockdown. So this is like January. I'm thinking, wow, I know people put weight on after Christmas, but I wasn't anticipating... Yeah, of course. Who, who was anticipating it? Um, so, yeah, uh, and I, I'd, I'd also very much distance myself from any sort of cardio work, and also my diet. My diet was anything and everything. Like honestly, like if I wanted to have a big, large packet of crisps, mm. like a big bag of Doritos with my lunch, I'm going to do that. And there's no questions asked. Right? <laughs> and if I want a pot noodle with that, I'll have that. And it's. It's that sort of vicious cycle where I was mm. constantly like eating so much bad food. Even though I was going to the gym like four, three times a week doing weights. And I thought, and I always thought, that's because I'm doing that, I can eat whatever I want. Yeah. Um, Dif- different um, different groupers in effect. But if you're eating a lot, you need that cardio. Yeah, you're, ne- you're never going to outwork a bad diet essentially. And that's, that's what I found out a very bad way because it took me so long. But um, essentially, what, what I started doing in lockdown, I just literally got a diet plan. Sophie helped me out. She's helped me out so much. Really, without her, I would have really struggled, to be honest. Uh, And also, I worked out six days a week, at least an hour of cardio, like HIIT training and weight training. And um, I've never been in the shape I am now. And that is a positive I can take away from this year, even Mm -hmm. though that we've been in really sad times with the lockdown. I've been able to have that time and spend it productively because at the beginning of lockdown, I was doing bits down the biscuit aisle. Mate, honestly. Honestly, I was cleaning up. It's it's more the sense of, like, so when I was in lockdown and wanted to do shopping, I was doing online shopping at the time and I thought, all this stuff is just so, it's just so accessible. (laughs) So, like, instead of getting, like, my fruits and veg, I'll be getting my crisps and my chocolate, my fizzy drinks, and I'll be like, it just gets delivered to my door. Like, I, don't, I don't even need to go out to get it. Yeah, I mean, like, especially when you're like um, working from home, you have a lot, of, lot more free time, and you would just find yourself eating food that you. It's boredom. We, yeah, it is. It's like, what can I do? Oh, well, there's some. We've got some sweets or we've got some biscuits in the cupboard. Like, let's just let's just walk past the like, kitchen. And it was the sort of thing like you walk like I've got nothing to do, so let me just open the fridge and see what's in there. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. half an hour later. Oh, I wonder if there's anything to do with the fridge. Yeah. Like, um, but for me, it's more in a sense of like during lockdown, like, I don't get it wrong, this sounds a bit pathetic. I've never really cooked in my life. Um, and I haven't necessarily got like a strict diet plan as to you, but I didn't know what was going in my body. It's not, when I say diet plan, it's more of a target of calories. So okay. that's essentially all I've done. I haven't counted my carbs or my protein or anything like that. I just say, 
this is how my, that is this is the maximum amount of calories I I, will, I can eat today. That's it. All it is. So I mean, with me, it was. I lost. I just made it clear. I've lost two stone in. I mean, that's that's pretty good. In about let's say let's say just. Just under four months, so nice and slow. I've done it nice yeah, and slow. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You, you've been doing it for a, a longer period of time. I've been going for, let's say, a month and a half, two months now. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I, I probably didn't know what a calorie was, mate, because I was just eating, eating yeah, my feelings. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, just eating, like, I was so down, doing nothing. Well, do you do that when you're stressed? I do that. I eat a lot when I'm stressed. I eat like, when, when, I'm, when I'm stressed and when I'm bored. Like, yeah. those, those are the two key factors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But I think like what I started to do was like I, I did a shop and I like it, it sounds so stupid like I went down the, like, in the shop I was like what well, looks healthy and uh, and you know I bought like chicken breast fish I had like I hate I hated eating fish and then like, I was looking at recipes online and like the calorie intake and what um, what goes well with certain things but you're not eating too much and what exercise you should do per the amount of calories you're eating yeah. Um, and what I would do is, say I would just have like um, chicken and rice with some veg or something. What I would do is I'd go for uh, at the start. I think I did like a five five k run in the early hours of the morning because in the role that I was in, the job I was in at the time, I was working stupid hours like up until midnight. So you know I wouldn't be tired till about two o'clock. So I go for a run at, at one, and then on my lunch break I go for a walk. And now what I'm doing is I like um, when I have a, when I have the chance I'll go for. I think I did. Uh, a 22 and a half kilometer walk which is about I think it was 14 miles um, which if you would have told me two months ago Sam you're going to walk 14 miles I'd have told you to fuck off <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's, that's the DV mate that's bronze Duke of Edinburgh well, 15 miles well, it was it was, it was half a um, half marathon yeah. pretty much and um, like my weight loss like you've been doing it over a longer period of time I've um, lost just under a stone in, in a month and a half two months and you know, I think the the feeling that it gives you mentally as well, um, obviously because we have been locked inside and you might be feeling sorry for yourself and feeling down, um, like I feel the best I've ever felt. Like I feel so positive and, um, you know, that's probably what's led to us doing this podcast, you know, the positivity and, um, you know, it's just, it's nice to see you happy, I'm happy and, um, it's, yeah. It's definitely a habit that I want to keep. I want to keep this up and... You know, I'm not gonna. I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna be doing six days a week the rest of my life. But you know, I just want to. I just want to say that there's definitely positives out of this. You can, and you can make these positives happen. I think it's more in a sense That's as what well. I'm I think it's more in a sense as well. Is like I'm. I'm quite strict on myself, so I won't have crisps or chocolate or fizzy drinks or anything like or takeaways or anything like that at all. Like I'm really strict on myself. So when I reach my goal of what I want to, you know, my perfect weight, whatever that may be. Um, you know, I will be less strict because I'll know that I could potentially have a takeaway, but I know what exercise I can do in mm. order to kind of counteract that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and makes sense. I just feel better eating better food and looking after myself. Mm. And you know, it's, it's a positive message I'm trying to spread, mate. That's what, <laughs> that's what I've got to do. <laughs> Good man. Thank Good you man. very much. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope this has been a productive listen for you. I hope this has been a feel-good listen. That's the main thing. Well, I think we've taken it from... We've turned the negative to a positive, mate. Yeah. From the beginning. The beginning was slightly a low point, but we've turned it around. Oh, I like that. Yes, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. You know, just thought of that off the cuff, mate. Okay, Sam. Well, please say goodbye.
Uh, we'll see you later, guys. I don't know what we're going to talk about in the next one, but I'm sure it's going to be fantastic.